I'm Kristen Pavez, and this is the Primal Alternative Podcast. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, episode number 77. I'm your host, H, Helen Marshall. I'm a primal health coach and founder of the grain-free food range, Primal Alternative. And I am joined today by my WA good friend, who I haven't actually met in real life, but you can have these amazing friendships online these days. But this is actually the first time we've hooked up for a chat so Kristen Pavez is she's a mum of two. She's a whole food fermentation and low tox educator and lover of life. And I really think this is um, a really common theme that's coming through from a lot of the people that I've been interviewing who do this lifestyle long term is to have that love of life. Not take things too seriously. Not get too stressed out if there's a quarter of a cup of rice in a dish. You know what I mean? Just do the best you can um, and just chill out a bit. So over um, Kristen's years of teaching sold-out workshops, she's taught thousands of people how to make more informed choices when it comes to the foods they eat and the products they use in their homes. Life's all about enjoyment, and Kristen gets great enjoyment out of food and living a clean lifestyle. Thank God, because her recipes are simple, delicious, and family-friendly without hard-to-pronounce expensive ingredients, and she teaches a variety of whole mood, a whole, whole mood, it's related, so it's, it's kind of relevant, whole food, fermenting, and low-tox workshops in Perth, and is the proud facilitator of her online community, The Holy Nourished Hub, where she teaches all things gut health, whole foods, low-tox living, and with the help of experts in each field. Me, I'm one of the experts. How cool is that? So you can check out Kristen's um, workshops and her online community on her website, which is kristenpavez.com. So that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-P-A-V-E-Z dot com and the link will be in the show notes as well and you can follow her on social media Kristen Pavez Health so check her out because she has she's very active on social media and she's always got really really cool posts very inspiring makes you want to do it so go and check her out now in this episode we are going to uh, talk about Kristen's story so how she came from um, binge drinking eating a slab of Cadbury's chocolate a day and picking out on cheesy mite scrolls to living <laughs> a clean life, how she went from cranky and moody to a lot more stable out, evened out moods, more energy, more fulfillment, more love for life, more joy, more happiness, just from a few simple diet and lifestyle tweaks. She's going to share with us how she has um, gone on to create a business that she loves and also a lifestyle that she loves. She'll share some of her best tips um, around fermenting. So why we should be eating ferments, whether kombucha is in or out, how we can do low tox living on a shoestring budget and how the best way to get rid of all of that um, feeling scared and overwhelmed feeling when you make any kind of dietary and lifestyle changes. She's going to give us a brilliant low-tox cleaning recipe and, special, especially by request for H, a clean gin recipe. So a nice, like a, a gin and tonic without the tonic. So wait till the end for that. 
I hope you're going to love this episode. Before we dive in, just a quick mention about Primal Alternatives. So Kristen's a big fan of Primal Alternatives. She loves all of our range and our range, uh, we've got grain-free, low-carb and vegan um, Primal Alternatives to bread, wraps, bagels, cookies, pizza bases, jellies and quirky cooking pastries. We make bread with um, Pete Evans and wraps with Pete Evans. We've got lunchbox friendly options. And the best bit of all is that Primal Alternative isn't pumped out in a factory. It's homemade with love in a registered kitchen in your community. Um, that's right. So if you buy our clean products, you're also supporting local. We use uh, completely environmentally friendly, biodegradable, planet-loving cellophane packaging, so no plastic. So we really do take all of the values of our community. So if you've got a passion for clean living, but you don't want to go out and... Oh, Siri thinks... Siri, I'm not talking to you. Siri thinks I'm talking to her. Isn't that hilarious? Isn't that weird? (laughs) Siri, beat it. Um, so yes, yeah, so if, you, if you've got a passion for clean living and you want to go out there and help others, but you don't want to start your own workshops or write a cookbook or reinvent the wheel, then why not jump on board with Primal Alternative, who is, um, we're an established brand, we've done all the hard yards, we've got the celebrity endorsement, and then you can just get the recipes and resources um, and start producing the Primal Alternative range from your home. And you'll sell it to um, you, your community, uh, so other people who eat weird like you, your other quirky pals, um, farmers markets, local health food shops, cafes, IGAs, anywhere where you shop, is there a grain-free bread there? Is there a grain-free cookie? Is it clean enough for you to eat? Because what we're offering here with the Primal Alternative range is grain-free living without deprivation. Like we can all eat meat and veg, you know, every day for certain days, but then there's going to be a time when you just want hot buttered toast again or a wrap or fajita night or pizza night or a cookie and a cup of tea. And why shouldn't you, if you can create, you know, real food, healthier versions of your favorite food, If that's going to keep you on track and make you enjoy life a bit, then why the hell not? Um, And that's the philosophy really uh, behind Primal Alternative. So come and check us out, primalalternative.com. I am the founder of Primal Alternative and so super pumped to be um, starting interviews soon for new Primalistas for the first intake of 2020. So the doors opened on new applications last Friday. So Valentine's Day, easy day to remember. And I will start interviewing from March the 3rd. So get your applications in. And what we have is basically just a discovery call. So we'll look at the viability of this model in your life. So it's not a sales call where you come on and I'll sell it to you. To do that, go and check out the website, come to one of my info sessions, find out how it works. And then let's sit down and have a bit of a strategy sesh for about half an hour um, via Zoom, which is a video conferencing um, program, which I really love because I really, really like meeting all of the future potential primalistas. So yeah, in that call, we'll just uh, see what your distribution outlets look like in your area, how you're going to fit it in and what sort of money you're looking to earn to make sure this is going to be a viable option for you. So I've got an early bird price, which ends the day before Good Friday. So get onto it if you want to find out about it, because um, there's only two intakes this year. So spaces are limited and it's, yeah, it's such a cool time to get on board with a well-established brand that is going gangbusters in the clean living world. So let's get into our chat with Kristen. And before I do, let me just say this. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me that you listen to this podcast. So thank you very much. So let's start with what you had for breakfast. 
For breakfast today, I had a green smoothie and one of your no-nut hemp seed wraps with some grilled parmesan on it. Oh, cheesy wraps. We were talking about this yesterday on social media, weren't we? Oh, I'm obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you make your cheesy wrap? Well, I just slice up some of my um, parmesan or parmigiano reggiano and put it on the wrap and pop it in the grill until it's really crispy. Oh, so you go for the crispy one because my daughter, Millie, like I was telling you yesterday, she loves the cheesy wrap, but I put the no-nut hemp wrap in a dry Solitechnics pan and mm-hmm. then just sprinkle over some, like, you know, packet pizza cheese, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then when it all goes bendy and, and soft, then I roll it up and then she likes it like that. But you like yours crispy? Yeah. I like it crispy. It, it tastes, you know, when I cut out grains and carbs, um, I really missed wraps and bread. And so that's why I just love your wraps because they've got that nice chewy texture mm. to them. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I think it's a bit of a win of a recipe because, you know, I was getting asked for years and you'll know because you, you make recipes as well and, and amazing mm-hmm. food as well. And um, I was getting asked for wraps for ages. I was like, you can't make a wrap if you don't have gluten because you can't have that bendiness. But those wraps, I think they taste better than conventional wraps, even if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so I would love to talk about you and your story. How did you get into this whole way of life? I got into this way of life um, after I had my two boys, which were very, very close together in age. I, When I was pregnant, I ate all the carbs and lived on uh, Cheesy Mite Scrolls from Baker's Delight. And during the pregnancies, I put on about 30 30 kilos and I didn't lose much of it after they were born. So after number two son, Hugo, was born, I um, decided that I needed to start shifting some of the weight, but I didn't know how. And at the time, I was really exhausted as you are with two little little babies and I was really addicted to sugar at that time. So I was having, I replaced my Vegemite scroll addiction with a block of Cadbury chocolate every single night. And as you can probably imagine, that didn't help with my weight loss. Um, but then at, a, at that time, a friend of mine introduced me to raw chocolate And I always say to everyone when I teach my workshops and in my membership that raw chocolate is what saved my life because it showed me a new way of um, having that indulgence, but it was so nutrient-rich and satisfying that I only needed a little bit. And then from there, I started to look at other foods and how to replace the packet foods in my pantry and reduce or remove gluten and I removed most dairy and after that I looked into gut health and then low-tox living and that journey took me about eight years to really fumble my way through it and now I teach all of my workshop participants and my membership um, community how to do what I did. Because it's not easy, is it? And, you know, I'm not gasping and recoiling at you eating a cheesy mite scroll from Baker's Delight every day or eating a whole block of chocolate every night because, to be honest, I think that's where we all were. I mean, I remember getting cheesy mite scrolls thinking that they were, they were a healthy thing to have. And um, do you remember mm-hmm. from, this, from the same outlet you could get this, like, five grains or five seeds or something it was almost like the more seeds the more whole grains you could squeeze into one piece of bread the better it was mm-hmm. for you. obviously now we know that that's just absolutely incorrect and it's extremely yes. difficult to digest if you are going to eat grains yeah. and you need to you know prepare them properly but I think um a lot of people listening to this Kristen will, will think oh thank god it wasn't just me that was eating those foods and, and we know that those foods are 
um, manufactured and designed in a way where you just can't stop at one square of Cadbury's chocolate. Like, and even though it says be treat wise and family pack, that even that you don't, you don't, you can't be treat wise. You don't share it with the family. And those little things on the packet just add to the guilt, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So absolutely. Take us back to with the raw chocolate, and I love how the raw chocolate saved your life. That that is. That has got to be like an Instagram <laughs> from the from the show. <clears throat> Excuse me, but tell us how. Like, it's a massive journey, and I'm glad that you've put a bit of a timestamp on it. You know, saying it took you eight years to kind of unpack it all and unravel it and work out how to do it, so that now you can go on and teach others how to do it themselves. But how did you do it with two young boys and your husband? Did you get everybody on board? Have you got any tips for us? So because my boys were really young, they were still babies, I, and my husband isn't a fussy eater. He'll eat whatever I make for him. So I'm very lucky in that regard. I, I just started to replace one thing at a time so that I wasn't overwhelmed. And when things ran out of my pantry, so let's say, for instance, my flour, my white flour ran out, then I would replace it with a whole food alternative like coconut flour or um, tapioca flour. And I found that by doing those small incremental steps, it made it so much easier for me to make this a lifestyle change, not just a diet that I was going to fall off the bandwagon. And the kids grew up eating these raw sweets and whole foods and so they don't really know any different. Um, So, yeah. So that makes it a lot easier. And do you get any um, do you get any kickback from the boys now in terms of you know what you put in their lunch boxes versus what um, their friends get? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my youngest is very aware of not wanting to be different, and he he tells me every single day, "I don't want that in my lunch box." So, but what I've done, when they were really little, I was really, really, um, for want of a better word, anal about what they ate. Mm. And I found that that was really quite socially isolating because we would, I'd take them to a party and they would stand at the party table and they would eat all the food on the table that they weren't normally given at home. And from that, I learned a really, really big lesson because they'd always come home sick and feeling really, really ill and their behavior was, you know, monstrous. Mm-hmm. So after that, I started to, I started to relax a little bit and I, I do, I give them, they're allowed normal treats and, um, as a learning experience after they eat things, if they do go to a party and they, they pig out, I always say to them, so how do you feel? You know, do you feel, you feel sick in your tummy? Oh, yes, mummy, I do. And, you know, we have a little bit of a discussion about why. Yeah, no, that's, that's gold. And I think that that way of them finding out for themselves and um, having that, that their own, creating their own self-awareness around, well, actually this food makes me feel sick in the tummy and it makes me feel grumpy and it makes me feel tired. And in my son's case, he always gets a breakout of cold sores after, you know, a mm. Halloween bucket full of crap from trick-or-treating. <laughs> trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. But I think that that makes it a lot easier. Other, you know, otherwise, what you do is if you are in, like you described, um, then you know, then they just will rebel, won't they? And they'll just they'll just like screw you, mum. I'm going to just eat all the things because you said I couldn't. Yeah. Whereas it's nice to just be able to let them have that little bit of free reign and learn for themselves. Do you reckon? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I know from um, my own childhood, I grew up in a household where treats were very restricted, and you know, we grew up eating very wholesome food, and I would binge eat. And I didn't want my kids to, you know, I'm trying to learn from my own mistakes and not pass it on to them. Yeah, brilliant advice, brilliant advice. So once you cleaned up the food, um, how did you then take this to becoming a business and doing workshop 
workshops and membership programs. How did you take what you loved and turn it into something where you are helping others and making a business out of it? Because, I mean, that's just the dream. (laughs) Again, it was all accidental. Um, I'm one of those people that will just jump into things without thinking. And if I think I've got a good idea, I'll just run with it and figure it out along the way. And the, the business started when I was making all of these raw sweets for us, people started wanting to buy them off me, similar to your story, H. <laughs> and um, so I thought, oh, so if people want to buy these. I wonder if I can sell these commercially. So I did. I, I wholesaled raw sweets um, to cafes and markets around the Fremantle area where I live. But, and I did that for about two years, but I found that I really, really missed people because I, I love people and I'm a people person and mm. being stuck in a kitchen for me wasn't, it wasn't filling my cup. So I then decided to start teaching workshops and my first workshop was at my boys' school hall, in the parish hall, and my husband was the dishwasher. <laughs> and I think I had about oh, 10, maybe eight to 10 people there. So it was really small. But from there, I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And that was about four years ago now. And now you've done workshops, what, for thousands of people, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've taught most of my workshops sell out and a sold out number is anywhere between 30 and 45 people. Um, and I teach workshops all around Western Australia. And um, I've done many country towns in WA. I've done lots of work in the wheat belt. And that's why I launched my online um, membership because I've got lots of customers overseas and interstate. And I didn't think it was fair that they were missing out. Yeah, and it's great that you can do both. And what I really love about what you're doing, Kristen, is that you're getting into the regional towns because quite a lot of these workshops and cool events are reserved mostly in Melbourne, <laughs> but but mainly for yeah. mainly for the capital cities, right? And then it's the it's the more regional areas that that get underserviced with these kind of events where you can participate and learn. So I think it's great that mm. you're, doing, you're doing a bit of both. So if we were co- to come to one of your workshops, what sort of things do you cover? So I cover, each workshop has a different theme. So I teach a lot of fermenting workshops and whole foods workshops. And if you come to a fermenting workshop, I will provide you with lots of theory around the benefits of eating ferments, why we should eat them and um, frequently ask questions about them. And then I also do a lot of troubleshooting with ferments because ferments can be quite a a scary thing for people Mm -hmm. Um, as well as providing the technical skills. So this is how you do it. Um, These are the ingredients we use and I always have education around why I'm using particular ingredients instead of you know I use Murray River salt instead of Saxa white salt for example is a big thing that we cover in fermenting and um, so everyone gets to see how to prepare what's on the menu they get to taste everything um, and they usually go for about an hour and a half to two hours um, and there's always lots of questions and answers And then in the Whole Foods workshop, it's very similar. It's probably a little bit less um, theory-based because it's a lot more presenting of of recipes and education around particular ingredients. And, um, again, everyone gets to try everything. They get an e-book of recipes so that they can refer back later. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Sounds really, really like um, really well-rounded and, and offers everything you need to know to, to get started. And do you find that most of the people come into your workshops, they're, they're at the beginning of their clean living journey and looking for how to make it doable or are they sort of quite um, advanced? 
I get a whole range of different people that come through. So I get some athletes that come. Um, I get corporate groups that book me out. I get 80, 90-year-old. I think the oldest person that's come is about 90, 92. Um, Never too late to start. <laughs> that's right. And I've had teenagers come. So but the majority, I would say, are new, new, new to clean living and just want to start making those choices or wiser choices. Um, but in saying that, there's lots of people who, you know, just want some more recipe inspiration as well. Yeah, and it's nice seeing somebody make something. I think that can be, you know, getting a recipe book and flicking through it and then just making, you know, the same recipe I don't know, like I find, I used to criticize my mum and dad for doing this and I worked out, I did it too. Like they'll, they'll get a recipe <laughs> book and they'll always make like the shepherd's pie recipe from the recipe book. I'm like, you're still making the same things. It's just like you, and then I realized <laughs> I do it too. You're like, you think, oh, I've never had that before. I do it. No, it might not be nice. The kids might not eat it. But when you see somebody else make something and you taste it, you're like, oh my goodness, I can go and make yeah. that too. It's, it's, it's more inspiring than just, just a book. That's why. I reckon the um, Absolutely. Cook, cooking shows do so well, you know. But what I'd love well, to do, if you're, if you're happy to dive into a little bit of theory, I'd love to know a little bit around ferments. And, and I think most of us know, yeah, 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 we've got to have some sauerkraut in our diet. And, um, and is kombucha a good thing or a bad thing? Not sure. You know, like, can you just give us a little bit of the theory around ferments and why we should have them in our lives? Okay. So the reason that ferments are, you know, so on trend at the moment and, um, well, I believe they're crucial to my daily diet is because of the amount or the diversity of the probiotics that you can get in home, homemade ferments is just second to none. So to give you an example, if you were to eat a tablespoon of homemade sauerkraut, you're getting prebiotics, you're getting probiotics, you're getting vitamins, you're getting minerals, you're getting nutrients, you're getting fiber. Um, but you're also getting more probiotics than you would if you were to have a whole jar of a middle range probiotic supplement. So it's a much cheaper and efficient way to get all of those good probiotics into your daily diet. And the reason that I'm so passionate about gut health and fermentation is because as you know, all the research shows now, and finally this is all mainstream, our gut health is directly linked to our emotional health and our overall well-being. So if our gut isn't healthy, then our whole, our whole um, emotional and uh, overall health is not healthy. So... That's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about gut health and a lot of people um, are not supplementing their probiotic intake and it's really, really important for us to be doing this because in today's world where we're also stressed and we're living in this toxic world, um, all of that has huge impact on our gut health. So um, it's important that we're replenishing those good bacteria with um, probiotic-rich foods and drinks. So we're better off having a tablespoon of homemade sauerkraut than getting a supplement from, you know, from the pharmacy or the naturopath. Would that be accurate? Well, it depends. If you're just going to the pharmacy and getting, like, there's one brand that I'm thinking of that's Me not too. an expensive brand, <laughs> yes, um, then yes. Mm -hmm. But if you're getting a naturopath-prescribed specific and I guess targeted condition. as well you know the yes, you know, yes. naturopaths can give you something a bit more targeted yeah oh of course yeah naturopaths you know because all probiotics have different strains of, of bacteria in them and they all treat different conditions so um if you're looking at a broad range uh probiotic then yes the the sauerkraut if it's organic and homemade or you know raw and live and organic from the shop then that's going to be really, really potent. Um, another thing to note with ferments is if you have any um, in inflammatory gut issues, you've got to be careful because they can really inflame your gut even further. So 
Um, I always say to people, if you suffer from any um, gut issues and you need to go and see your naturopath or your nutritionist just to get your gut healed so that you can then enjoy these amazing foods. And yeah, and, and start slowly and, and build up. And, and what I found with ferments, apart from the fact that they're completely life-changing, is that now I find that some days I'll be like, I really want some sauerkraut. And other days I'm like, I don't want any sauerkraut today. And I think that that's really um, cool as well to be able to tune in and follow your body's guidance around um, whether you want them or not. I, go, I literally go through phases of just smashing a jar of um, sauerkraut and then not wanting it for a few days. So um, it can be yeah. to really to really tune in like that. But what about, what about kombucha? Because that's such a great area, isn't it? That's one I always get asked, Kristen. It's like, is it a good mm-hmm. one? Is it not a good one? And like fizzy drinks in general, I think humans are just, just love fizzy drinks. Um, and I yeah. think they've always been around in the form of like, you know, kefirs and kombuchas. So what are you, what's your take mm-hmm. on kombucha? Well, kombucha is one of the recipes that I do teach in my fermenting class. And the reason for that is... Um, I believe if you're going to have kombucha, then you need to make it yourself or you need to find a reputable company um, that's organic and low in sugar and has live probiotics in it. Um, But if I was only relying on one ferment in my daily diet, which I don't because all different ferments have different probiotics, um, so I have at least four or five a day, um, then I wouldn't just rely on kombucha. Does that, because, you, you know, yes, I hope that answers the question. It's a lot of kombuchas have a lot of residual sugars left in them. Um, so if you want something, kombucha is naturally a tart medicinal drink. So if you're tasting kombucha and it's really sweet, then um, I would suggest you look at, finding a different brand and make sure you're reading the nutritional profile on the back. Yeah, because I've noticed that kombucha is popping up more in mainstream supermarkets, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. And I noticed that a lot of it has got added stuff to it, like it's got stevia to make it sweeter, which I guess is because um, mainstream has got that sweeter um, palate and that's what they'll probably sell more of. But um, the supermarkets that have got the kombucha on the shelf, is that, is that going to have a live uh, probiotics in it or not? And should we avoid that? Uh, personally, I would. I have read and heard that there are some commercial kombucha companies that are, um, they're not, they haven't got live probiotics in them and they're also carbonating their kombucha, which destroys the bacteria um, if I buy kombucha, I always buy a local organic kombucha. Community Brew is one of my favourite local brands um, in Western Australia. But also, when yeah, always look at the nutritional profile. So if it's got a, a higher level of sugar in it, um, some kombuchas have the same amount of sugar as a can of Coke. So um, you've got to be really quite wary when you're buying kombucha and only have so when you look at that nutritional profile on the back it will tell you how many recommended servings are in that bottle um a lot of kombucha uh, sorry a lot of kombuchas are bottled in 500 ml bottles which is about five servings Mm, yeah good point good point we don't need to guzzle quite so much of it down so so you mentioned you get four or five different probiotics into your day so what else do you eat? Yep. <laughs> okay, so I have um, I have coconut yogurt. I have uh, I have a bit of kombucha. So I have five hundred um, five hundred mils. No, I don't. I have about a hundred. <laughs> you better I not after what you just said. <laughs> I know. What a, what a I have um, a small glass of kombucha with dinner because it helps to, um, normally I don't drink with dinner because it dilutes your digestive enzymes, but kombucha helps to stimulate your digestive enzymes. So I have some kombucha with dinner. I have um, my sauerkraut or my kimchi or my um, probiotic carrots. Um, And I also have... um, at times I have milk kefir, 
I have coconut, kefir and fermented fruit. Um, so I've got a huge variety in my fridge at every given moment. Um, so depending, like you said, whatever I'm feeling like, I'll have. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. And how's your how's your health transformed since you've made these changes? I mean, we've we've already talked a little bit about you know um, your weight loss and your your um, transition to to creating a business that you love. But mm-hmm. can you tell us about any of the other beneficial um, changes that you've noticed? Sure. Yes. So I have a lot more energy. I. Um, I don't have any brain fog anymore. I used to forget a lot of things and um, couldn't concentrate very <laughs> for very long long periods of time. Um, I also know that my moods have stabilised and they have stabilised greatly. I used to be really moody and super cranky and um, now that's a lot less frequent. Um, I'm a lot happier. I um, I had postnatal depression after my second child, and I, I I'm now really aware when I'm over overdoing it, and I can I can notice that in myself and and step back and just um, turn in and reflect on what's going on. Whereas I never used to be able to do that. Um, I think that's that's pretty much. Oh, sleep, 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 sleep! Oh. <laughs> God, I sleep so well now. Oh yes. And what a difference, isn't it? You know, I always talk about sleep and poo, like because those are the two things that were drastically missing in my life before I, um, you know, made the switch. And what a difference! Seriously, just one good poo and good eight hours sleep and new belt, and the world is a different place, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's beautiful. It's beautiful when you sleep. When you don't sleep, it's it's like torture. It really is. Well, it really is like torture and everything's just so overwhelming and the brain fog and then the sugar cravings and just everything goes yep. completely haywire. Um, and that's and I, another thing, H, is the sugar cravings are gone. Oh, yeah, thank God. No more blocks of Cadbury's mm. chocolate. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even like even... You know, when it gets offered, like like we never get it apart from times like, you know, my kids are a bit older, so like 13 and nearly 10, nearly 13, nearly mm-hmm. 10. And so I really have slackened around um, being anal uh, with things like advent calendars and stuff. I'm like, look, it's just, let's just chuck some Cadbury's chocolate in there. And they know that I love, my favorite sort of chocolate is caramel chocolate or anything caramel and chocolate is a win for me, um, but not like Cadbury's caramel and chocolate and they'll give it they'll say hey mom you really love caramel chocolate I'm like yeah no thanks I just and even sometimes if I just have it my my teeth literally stand on end they're like "Ah!" you you can sort of feel yourself getting toothache instantly when you eat that kind of chocolate it's amazing well and it's like I remember well I had some not too long ago and I thought where's the chocolate it's just so sweet there's no chocolate taste to it anymore and the taste afterwards, that's horrible. Yeah. 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 Whereas when you have a yeah. nice clean chocolate, your palate's still super, super nice after the experience, which is, mm. which is really important as well. So, you, so the, the, the great thing is with your story is, you know, like you, you, you feel the benefits of changing food and then the added other bonuses like with sleep and, um, and, and resilience and mood stability and feeling fulfilled and happy. So then what did you do in terms of low-toxing your life? Because I think that the swap to the food is the easiest, quickest hack. But there's so many people I know that eat clean and they're really, you know, spray-free, organic, local, seasonal fermented all the things but then you open their kitchen cabinet and it's just a whole ray of poison under the sink Mm -hmm. so where do we start low toxing and is it achievable or is it just do I have to start making my own washing powder because I don't have time (laughs) (laughs) well this is this is the thing that I love about low tox because you can do low tox on an absolute shoestring budget um, or you can buy everything low tox and you just, you know, as long as you're happy to pay for it. But 
The reason that I started low tox is because when I was pregnant with my first son, I just became hyper hyper aware of um, scents and fragrance in the air, and they used to give me these chronic headaches. Um, and I was a perfume wearer from way back, and I started to look into the effects that these fragrances and these chemicals were having on my unborn child because. You know what it's like as a mum, you can do things for a long time, but then as soon as you're raising another human, you start to really look into the effects that that's going to have on them. Um, so thank God I fell pregnant mm-hmm. <laughs> because otherwise I probably wouldn't have looked into this if I'm completely honest. And um, so the way that I started is I, again, I, I do things in small steps. So when my spray and wipe ran out. Mm-hmm. I, repl- I replaced it with a, a low-tox alternative. Now, at that time, I, I wasn't aware of greenwashing. And um, so greenwashing is, um, as consumers, we get conned by these manufacturers of products and they, they put labels that say, this is organic, this is plant-based, this is... Um, Good natural or it's good, good yeah good for the earth earth <laughs> choice is a, a picture yeah, um, for the front just to make sure you're like yeah, yeah. this is good for the planet yeah. i'm doing the right thing yeah. Yeah. and because we're all so busy right so we go oh yeah i'm doing the right thing pop it in the basket and but again you've got to look at that back ingredients panel and my rule with with any of my cleaning products and personal care products is if i can't if I don't know what it is or if I can't eat it, then it's not going into my home and on my body and on my children's body. So um, you definitely do not need to make your own, although I do teach people how to make their own if they want to. Um, but, the, you know, the brands that I, I used to spend so long in supermarket shelves, um, on supermarket shelves, not in them. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the ingredients panel and just thinking, oh, God, I don't even know what that is. And, you know, I, and then I discovered there's lots of apps that you can download just to scan your products um, if you do want to know what's actually in them and the effect that they have on your body, which is pretty bloody scary when you have a look at um, the EWG app and Think Dirty app. But then I discovered um, Young Living and that's the company that I use for all my low-tox and personal care products. And now I don't need to look at the ingredients panel. I just pre- press order <laughs> and it comes to my house. Mm-hmm. So it, it's made life so much easier. Um, and a lot of the stuff I do still make myself because it's so cheap and so easy to make. Um, it takes a lot less time than even thinking about going to the supermarket. Um, so, yeah, no, low-tox is so important. My gosh, we live in such a toxic world and with so many of us dying from cancer and, um, you know, one in two of us by the age of 85 will get cancer in Australia. So this is really, really important to me and it's something I'm super passionate about. Absolutely. And, um, you know, like you say, it can be so easily done. So can you, so just to clarify those apps that you're talking about, so EWG and yep. Think, Think Dirty, they're the, the ones that you use for the checking things. Yes. Because that's so much easier yep. than having to learn all of the different ingredients and what they all do and what they, because, you know, we're busy. So an app, right, we can all do that. So EWG or Think Dirty, we can get that onto our onto our phones and help us out um, so we don't spend too long in the supermarket shelves. But so, yes. <laughs> not, not on. The, <laughs> on. So, so give, us an, give us an example, if you don't mind, of something that we could make easily at home um, that would be a low-tox product. Because I know when, because we were completely greenwashed as well for years. Yeah. And then when we mm-hmm. realized we were greenwashed, um, we both just felt so duped and stupid. I mean, it's such a horrible feeling when you think you're doing the right thing and then you realise you've actually just been completely marketed to um, and taken advantage of. So to give, give us an idea of a simple recipe that the listeners could try at home. Okay, so my favourite simple recipe, and this is a good one for the kids to, 
you know, do some work in the kitchen or bathroom with as well, is just say half a cup or a quarter of a cup of bicarb soda and a few capfuls of vinegar. Pour the, um, or just sprinkle the bicarb soda on your sink and then pour the vinegar on top. And the kids love it because it starts to foam up and um, then I get them to start scrubbing the sink and it dissolves all of the soap scum. It dissolves all of the dirt. Once you rinse it off, your, your sink will sparkle like it's brand new and it takes a matter of seconds to do it and it's completely low tox. You can also try it with... Um, lemon uh, fresh lemon from the garden or lemon essential oil which is a natural bleach so lemon is a natural bleach um, and it's also important to note that when you're buying vinegar um, a lot of vinegars are distilled um, well they've got petroleum petroleum based so when you're buying vinegar, if you can find um, the Cornwalls brand that's a really good brand that is um, not that has not got petroleum in it petroleum in gel in, in petroleum in vinegar are you even serious like i'm serious gosh i didn't know that that's really scary because i was about to make a joke and say we don't need to have an apple cider vinegar with the mother to do cleaning in the house we could just buy a white vinegar but you can't right it's got to oh, be a certain oh, yeah, you, no you can you can buy the cornwall's white vinegar it's more expensive but at least you know you're not putting um toxins into your what you think is low tox product Ugh. it's a minefield but luckily you you walk us through it and, and make it doable which is which is so important so before we get a little bit more into the holy nourished hub um which mm-hmm. i'm very proud to be an ex- on the expert panel of what an yes. honor so cool yeah Along with people like Alex Stewart, there I was next to Alex Stewart. I, I was like, "Wow, no. she Starstruck. is yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she is the low tox guru." But tell us a little yes. bit. So we, we've talked about you know how you low toxed uh, and how you cleaned up your eating, but tell us about some of your lifestyle rituals, things that you do on like a day to day or week to week basis that you know really help you strengthen your resolve and be able to you know be more resilient um to life oh that's a good question um okay so my tips for strengthening my resolve is i always i'm pretty i'm very structured with my time and i make sure that i schedule something every single day that fills my cup and for me that is exercising going to the beach, spending time in nature. Um, Ideally, if I could go and exercise and go to the beach, that would be a perfect day for me. Um, I also check in with myself on a day-to-day basis and notice if I'm feeling like I need some grounding, then I'll um, just do a small meditation just to calm my farm a little bit. (laughs) Um, And also, you know, eating is a huge part of what I do. Um, If I don't eat well, um, then my I just don't cope well with that anymore. So I'm pretty regimented in only eating the whole foods and the ferments. Um, But I'm also conscious. I don't want to create stress. So if I, I do go out and I can't have what I normally have, then I enjoy that too because I know that stress creates other issues in my body um, that will harm my digestion and my hormones. So, yeah, I just try to enjoy life as much as I can and make sure I'm, I'm a Libran, so I need balance and lots of sleep. <laughs> mm, good food and sleep and nature. It all sounds just absolutely gorgeous. So tell us about yeah. the Holy Nourished Hub. So you, you teach things in there like gut health, whole foods, low-tox living, and you've got experts um, from each field in the hub. So how does it work? Like if, you, if you're in the hub, what could you expect? Okay. So the Holy Nourished Hub is designed for the busy woman who needs help to eat more whole foods, Um, she wants to learn more about gut health and low-tox living and mindset and just doesn't know where to start. And the reason I created this is because 
uh, I remembered how I felt when I started out on this lifestyle change and it was bloody scary and it was so overwhelming and I didn't know where to start. And that's what the hub is all about is just breaking those steps that I took into really small, doable and actionable steps that everyone can do at home. And when you go into the hub, you can expect, um, so each month has a different theme. I call them the monthly nourished theme. And so the, um, this month's theme is all about um, Christmas and low-tox living. So um, each month I do a live online class um, and it's always got the educational theme as the, the core focus. And then I invite um, our experts. So this month's expert was Alex Stewart and it was all about low-tox um, and how to make those changes into your life. And then I also do um, in each month there's a um, practical, so practical live class. So this month it's a live class on how to make low-tox Christmas presents that are affordable, smell amazing um, and everyone will love, whereas last month it was a live cooking class and then the month before it was a live fermenting class. And in the hub you also have access to all of my recipes. So it's like an online place where I, I, do, I teach everything that I've taught over the last and learnt over the last eight years. Sounds amazing. And then I've got amazing people like you. Yay, me. Sorry. Yeah, me. But I guess the, <laughs> yeah, the, I've got... the other thing that I love about these, these kind of hubs and um, communities is the accountability. Like a lot of people just need that accountability of being showing up to keep them on track because it is quite hard to do it all on your own. So is there that real like community aspect as well if people are struggling oh, yes. to maintain this? Yes. So that's an important part. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. And that is a huge, that's a hugely integral part of the hub is we've got this amazing Facebook community where everyone asks questions, they post pictures of the recipes they've been creating. Um, this Sunday we've got to catch up with all of the members and we're getting together to make Christmas gifts. And, um, you know, because a lot of us haven't met or a lot of the people in the hub haven't met each other in person, just like you and me, H. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it'd be nice for everyone to meet in the flesh and um, get together and spread some Christmas cheer. And it's so lovely when you bring people together who they already know each other through an online community, but they haven't met in real life or even if they haven't met online, but they've got common values at heart. When you get them together, it's literally like a reunion of long lost friends. I just think it's so cool and so empowering because sometimes you know, if you're on this, like, I know it seems quite mainstream to you and I, because we live in the bubble, but when you do actually step outside and go into like a regular supermarket, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, we're in a bit of a health crisis here. And what the, what the heck has that person got in their trolley, you know? So uh, I think sometimes we can feel a little bit isolated. So I think that it's wonderful that you've created this community for bringing people together to, you know, really give them that accountability and that support. So well done you. Thank you. And same to you with your primalistas. You've done an amazing job with the community there. Yeah, that's a really, the sisterhood is a really big part of, um, of this because, you know, you know, like setting up your own business, um, there's lots of new things to learn. It can be scary and overwhelming, but if you've got someone saying, it's okay, we got your back, we've done this before you, come on, we'll help you, it's, you have got a much better chance of success so it's exactly the same philosophy as the holy nourished yeah. and that's why it works absolutely so well, which is really yay great. yay go <laughs> us and our communities yay <laughs> so cool yes. now it, tell us a bit i hope you don't mind me asking this i didn't pre-check that this was all right to ask but <laughs> sometimes when you hear about these really cool communities you think oh that's probably good but it's probably out of my price range so can you tell us a bit about how much is it, is the Holy Nourished Hub and is it something we could afford? Yeah, so it's I've I've made it I I believe it's affordable. It's $29 per month and um I'll be opening up the doors again in late January. So I've got a waiting list on my um website if anyone wants to know more. But 
when I was thinking about the value of of all of the content in there, I wanted it to be available to everyone. So I thought $29 a month is about a coffee or just over a coffee per week. And from all of the testimonials I've had from my members, it's been life-changing for so many of them. So hopefully it is, um, or your listeners will find good value in it as well. $29 a month, that is a complete steal. Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing mm. value. So yeah, I, I would say yeah. you've done, um, yeah, that's very generous. So yeah, and you can afford it if you're listening to this thinking, oh, that's like your price range. 29 bucks is not even, it's just a no brainer. So get on it. Now, oh, before yeah. we wrap up, I need to know what Kristen Pervez is um, personal opinion is of the three great areas around any kind of clean living, low tox lifestyle, coffee, alcohol, and chocolate. Oh, okay. So as I said, I am a Libran, so I am all about balance and moderation and I drink coffee. I, as you know, I eat chocolate. Raw chocolate is my Saved best life. friend in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh gosh, life without chocolate would just it wouldn't be worth living for me. I agree. And alcohol, yes. I am a social creature. I um I don't drink much anymore. I used to go and on big benders and, you know, party like it was nineteen ninety nine, but <laughs> now I have a few um glasses of wine occasionally or I do like gin and kombucha and soda. That's one of my favourite summer drinks. But, um, yeah, look, I'm all about moderation and just enjoying things in moderation, I guess. Hmm. And enjoying life without stressing too much about it. So tell me about the gin. This is really good because um, I've really fancied, since I went on the clean living thing, it's just been organic wine for me, right? Ditched the beers because they were full of gluten. But then I just mm-hmm. really, really fancied a gin and I said to Mike, and that's my husband, so can you grab mm. me some tonic water from the supermarket? And he brought the tonic mm. water back and he got me, he got me a, like a, uh, what's it called, low sugar one and, and a full sugar one. He's like, babe, I don't know. Which, I know, I guess I don't know which one is worse than the other. And I was like, I'm not drinking either of those. So I was like, how yeah. do you make a paleo or a clean gin and tonic? So how do you do it with your kombucha and, and soda? Okay, so I just have a, you know, a standard glass or a spirit glass with some ice in it. I do a shot of gin and then I will half fill the glass with kombucha and then I top it up with um, sparkling mineral water and then just a squeeze of lime or a um, drop or two of lime essential oil or lemon essential oil. It is amazing. I love it. It sounds so refreshing and thank God for that because there is no way I'm letting that tonic water pass my lips. It looks just... No, tonic water is so full of sugar um, Mm. and that's why, because gin is such a dry drink, you know, so many of us need that sweetness to counteract it, but give the kombucha and gin a try and let me know how you go. Oh, I will. I'll do a little Insta story and tag you in. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that indeed. So where can we, I mean, you've already mentioned on your website, but where can we find, what is your website? Where are you on social media so we can follow you? Okay. So my website is kristenpervez.com, um, which hopefully oh, you'll put a tag in there, will you, H? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it, and um, my Instagram handle is Kristen Pervez Health. And my Facebook is the same, Kristen Pervez Health. And then you will find all the information for the Holy Nourished Hub on my website. Brilliant. And I just wanted to thank you in person for always having Primal Alternative at most of your workshops. So shout out to Primalista Chicken who um, represents Prime because she's in the wheat belt and, you know, you do quite a lot of workshops around there and you always invite us to come yep. along and have a stall there. And um, Chicken pretty much always sells a whole heap of Primal Alternative goodies at your events. So thanks for that awesome connection and collaboration. It's, we really appreciate it. Oh, no worries at all. I love having you guys there. I love all your products. So thank you. 
Do you have any favourites? Because I'm about to organise a little gift pack for you for being an awesome guest on the Primal Alternative podcast. So what would you like me to include in your package? Oh, I just love your keto cookies, the chocolate cookies. And I love the wraps and I love the fat and seedy pizza bases because we've got a pizza oven and it means I'm not a social alien. (laughs) (laughs) We have people over. (laughs) Yeah, I I wanted to get, um, I really wanted to get a pizza oven and then we went paleo and I thought, oh, there's no point getting one. But I have tried, and so we just do our pizzas in the oven and they're great, but I have tried them in a pizza oven and they are like next level. Mm-hmm. They mm. are indeed. No, they're awesome. But yeah, I love all of your stuff. And the jellies, I, I love it all. And Thank the fat so and seedy bread. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. I, I, rec- on. <laughs> I recommend it to everyone. I know. How big is this box you're sending me? <laughs> I'll send you some wraps, triple chocolate keto cookies, and fat and seedy pizza bases. So, look out oh. for that. Um, on its way to you soon and thank you so much for joining us today it's been totally cool to connect with you oh thanks for listening everyone and thanks for having me helen i really appreciate it awesome see you Kristen. thanks bye bye this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.